0: everybody and welcome to the Intuitive Activist Podcast. I'm Leilani, your host, and today we are joined with the divinely creative and connected Imelda De Coteau. Imelda is a mom, a wife, and a creative. She's the founder of Pray With Our Feet, which is an online community and podcast lifting up the intersection of progressive Christian faith and social justice. She's the founder of Women Creatives Chat, which is also a community centering wellness and empowerment for creative entrepreneurs and mompreneurs through online and live events, workshops, and mindful products and services. And when I think of Imelda, I think powerhouse. Imelda is such a force to be reckoned with, and she does this incredibly difficult work of activism while centering things like love and acceptance, and she does it in a way that really cultivates community rather than division. I am so grateful to have gotten to know her over the years. She is a huge inspiration of mine. And I just am so excited to be able to bring her onto the show and share her wisdom with you all as well. So grab your tea, grab your cozy spot, and settle into this episode with my good friend Imelda de Coteau. Hi, Imelda. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm so honored to be here and be in conversation with you. I kind of feel like we've come full circle. You were on the Pray With Our Feet podcast and own amazing podcast.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I know yours was the first podcast I ever appeared on actually. wow. Yeah, you were my first podcast. I remember being so nervous because I was like, how am I? What if I say um, or like too much? What if my message doesn't get through? I was just such a mess. And then you made it so easy. You were just so, yeah, you are just such a divine presence. And I was just like, I got to just melt into it. So now here we are, <laughs> full circle here. Yes. How are you? I know it's afternoon there. How are you this afternoon?
1: I'm feeling good. I got up this morning. I did my walk. I've been really tuning into the Girl Trek walking podcast. They lift up so many women and men who were focused on liberation and just our rising in our collective consciousness. So I just like leaned into all of that and and I've been writing more poetry. I, I feel good. I feel good. Like despite some of the challenges that my family has been navigating now for the last couple of years. I know that God has me. So I'm just leaning and in, leaning into that. And mm. and our session before the podcast started was a great confirmation. Thank
0: you. Mm, absolutely. I yeah, the my listeners know that I start with grounding and I feel like everyone that comes on is like, that was <laughs> so needed. We just tend to go in our lives especially as activists you know when do we pause to just breathe and allow source to pour into us allow ancestors to pour into us so absolutely before we dive in i i just really want people to know about you who are you what is your incredible work in the world. And how do you source from your intuition to do that work? Tell us who you are.
1: Sure. So I am a creative soul. I've always been into bringing forth art into the world. And so as a young kid, I I was writing songs, I was writing poetry. I am a lover of of people and a seeker of God in all different experiences. I don't think God is solely confined to like a church building or anything like that. I think that God is all around us. And so that is, that's, I feel like is really at the core of how I um, show up in the world. I'm a wife. I've been married to my husband now for many years. <laughs> we met, <laughs> we, we met when we were like, when i was like 18 18 19 and so like we've we've grown together and i have a little girl Nai, and, and so like the f- family is is another way that i show up in the world but in terms of sort of what i what i do i have the pray with our feet podcast and community which is a progressive christian podcast that is centered on helping us to have conversations about social justice and faith because i think far too often we feel like spiritually if you're spiritual you don't care about what's you don't have to care about what's going on in the world as deeply and if you're a person that's an activist oh maybe I don't have time to sit down and meditate and pray and but I think that the two can coexist and Christianity is one faith and there are so many other faith traditions that blend the two and I feel like God is always calling us towards taking action in the world towards bringing the kingdom of of God to earth. And that looks like being in beloved community with folks. The other passion of mine, the other community that I started is Women Creatives Chat, which centers wellness and empowerment for um, creative entrepreneurs, creative mompreneurs. I just recently switched the focus so it could be more inclusive for my fellow creative moms and in terms of the way that i feel intuition god showing up for me and connecting to the work that i do i find that when i'm when i am present like when i'm in nature when i'm meditating when i'm writing that i can feel God and spirit speaking to me in different ways. Like the, the rhythm of, of the trees, of, of birds, of, of the various sounds of nature really fill me up creatively and give me a, a spirit of discernment, like um, help me to, to, to plug in and know where and how I need to show up and serve. Mm. I had an experience years ago when I was working at this job that I didn't like. I was doing fundraising, and it just wasn't my passion. And I sat down with a friend of mine from work. She was older than me, and I was asking her. I was saying, you know, I really want to get out of this. I really want to get out of this. And she said, well, if you want to get out of this job, you have to have a plan and it's not just enough to say that you are sick of it. And I'm I'm explaining this to say that I feel like God puts people in our pathway who have a message for us and we have to be open and be willing to make the shift. And I think that's the way intuition informed by my faith has shown up for me. It's it's been being willing to listen and and open my mind and my heart for when it's time to move on to the next project and beyond just projects but to move into the next season of my life.
0: Mm, what I'm seeing is that you're guided by you're guided by this divine hand. <laughs> so where a lot of the folks that we've had on the podcast talk about you know, having messages channeled through them, they, that's how they, which I believe is true for you as well, because I've read your poetry and it is incredibly divine. Mm -hmm. But also what I hear you saying is that you look to, to source, to God, to guide you on your path, because you're so mission driven. Like I just see you consistently marching forward And never skipping a beat because you're always looking for the signs of what's next,
1: what's next, where do you want me next? Yeah. And, you know, for years, uh, you know, as I was mentioning the job that I was in that I didn't feel fulfilled. in, I just kept thinking there's more, there's more, there's more. And I was always doing things on the side. I was writing on the side. I was going to events on the side. And when I left and I just, I knew that God had it for me to move beyond where I was. I just want to maximize every moment that I have because life is a gift and our presence on this planet is a gift. And there are so so many things that people overlook and don't really understand that it's miraculous that even... The, the ability to speak, the ability to, 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 to connect with our eyesight, all of that is, is a miracle, is a gift. And what really has brought that home for me is my our daughter and I, she's eight, and we've been dealing with health challenges with her now for several years. And she, she goes to speech therapy and occupational therapy. And when that's your experience as a parent, you celebrate everything every every exchange and conversation every glance you 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 come to see it as a gift
0: mm. i'm just holding space i feel your emotion coming up and talking about nai and I'm just hearing that you two were destined, <laughs> all three of you actually were destined to walk this life together. And that what I'm hearing is she's your lesson. She's your lesson in being
1: present. Yeah, she she really is. She's a lesson in presence and and a lesson in compassion. Hmm. And loving without conditions. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times I feel like with love, we want, we love people if they can show up for us in a certain way, if they, if they look a certain way, if they perform the way that we think they should based on intellect or whatever. Mm-hmm. But God is always calling us towards a love without boundaries and conditions, but just mm-hmm. to show up in love. If I can share something with you, last Saturday morning, I just, I was, I was like meditating and I was writing and I felt this poem come to me and I know it was God. As I was writing, I could just feel it. So it's, it's kind of short. It's called release. So often we are pushing against our own healing because we are not willing to release. And I hear God's spirit saying you cannot walk in ease until you are willing to confront what you have denied for so long, beloved. Be willing to begin the process of releasing, releasing the hurt, anger and frustration. You never had to carry it. Surrender your worries, your fears and doubts to me. Find rest here, comfort in the acknowledgement that I am with you. The mountains you see today are shaping the miracles of tomorrow. Breathe the vision I am dropping into your spirit. Now is not the time to abandon hope, but to embrace it.
0: I feel that in my entire body. And I I really just, I feel that speechless, which is weird for me. <laughs> and the message that came through really clearly in our grounding is that you are love. That you are love. And what you just shared with us is love in the most expansive way, which is this trusting source, trusting ourselves, trusting the path, trusting all of the people that have been placed in our path. And what is coming through really clearly right now is this notion of hope. And we talk about hope a lot on this podcast actually. And what is required for hope to exist, for hope to thrive is the letting go, right? I think that we have it backwards in our world where we have this vision and breathing into the vision and we have to micromanage everything to get to that vision. We have to put a project plan in place and we have to plan out every single step. But what I hear in your message that was channeled through you quite clearly is that you have to surrender, you have to surrender your will. You have to surrender the plan in order for the ultimate hope to thrive. And that's beautiful. And it speaks so much to what you've already said, which is that you're guided. You are truly guided in this, in this life.
1: And surrender is so hard. <laughs> like it's, it is. So oh, don't get me started. <laughs> it's so hard. And that's kind of journey. It's so
0: hard, especially I think, I think for people like us too, who are used to like, okay, I, this needs to change, abolish the police. Okay. Like seeing that and being like, how do we hold hope for that and surrender? You know what I mean? It's like, there's urgency there. There's. People are dying. There's there's conditional love. There's so much that needs to be dismantled and torn apart and taken down. And then here is God saying, like, can you can you surrender? We're like, exactly. What? How,
1: how you know what I mean? Like, how am I supposed to do that? Yes, yes, it's quite a dance. It's quite a dance.
0: So tell me about. This message—it's—it's—it keeps coming through. This that you are love, you are unconditional love. How do you hold that? And all of this incredible work that you do, I just see you holding such. What seem like opposing things so you are just this fierce powerhouse of an activist like always posting like things that make me cry James Baldwin every other day <laughs> I'm like come on come on right and so you're doing this but then you're also like you are love and deeply connected and and it's like how do you hold all of those conflicting what seem to be opposing must? I mean they're clearly not opposing because you can hold it all and you are love. So how do you,
1: how do you and do it? <laughs> it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of prayer and not just prayer in the traditional sense of, you know, getting down on your knees and, but like we had a, we had a podcast um, guest on yesterday, um, Reverend Kelsey, and she talked about prayer as, like prayer in motion and and seeing the divine in everyone around you. And so I would say I have expanded my understanding of what it means to pray and to be in conversation with God. And I lean into God for strength. When I start to feel overwhelmed, I take breaks, even though I'm on, I'm not on every day. Like, Like, okay, during the uprising around George Floyd, I was on a lot, a lot, a lot. And then, like, it was just too much emotionally after a while, I could just feel the tears. Not that, I don't, I mean, I think we should, we should be in our emotions and not fight them. But I think we also have to recognize when when it's like overload. So I have been leaning more intentionally into taking breaks and like self-care. So um, I mentioned prayer, I do prayer journaling. I just write my thoughts out to God. Meditation is a really big thing for me that helps me to feel grounded. I do the guided meditations on Insight time or or sometimes I'll just listen to music and pray and ask God to to, to just guide me and help me to stay um, in a peaceful state. Just being present around my family, Um, is really helpful, you know, I'm close to my mom, close to my dad, I have a brother. Of course, obviously, Cass and I. So I I think like all of those things, I'm I'm trying to be more intentional about asking myself, how can I nourish and fill up? Because I do give out Mm. a lot. And I think that that is key. Like we have to be always intentional like just asking like, how am I feeling? Like, how is my body feeling? How is my mind feeling? And journaling as a practice has, has done that um, for me and is doing that for me. It helps me to check in mentally and like get off of the autopilot. Cause I was on autopilot for so many years especially when I was in that stressful nonprofit job and it was like project to project. And I just have to remind myself now, hey, you can take a break.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, also hard (laughs) no also hard I think of being a woman of color and we've talked about this that like women of color and especially black women just holding so much all the time so rest feels selfish it feels like there's so many people depending on me there and and really what is so important about that is that we cannot do our best work. We can't love our family in the ways that we want to, if we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't pause, if we don't prioritize presence, because I mean, being on autopilot, there's so much, and again, it's not intentional, but there's so much harm that can be done when we are moving through our day without intention. And, and also it's survival, right? Some of us have had to survive those ways. I, this job keeps coming up in this pod. So (laughs) it's so funny. And, And what I would love, I think what is coming through, we have a lot of listeners who are just on the brink of their big, like leaning into their divine purpose, right? Leaning into their divine work, leaning into surrender, And so my question to you is, you know, we, we heard about the person who was put on your path and said that, you know, this is what you need, but can you tell us a little bit more about that process of leaving a job that felt depleting to your soul and stepping into your big work? Tell us what that was like. And what would you say to listeners who are in that tension?
1: It was really scary. Uh, It was really scary the thing that helped me tremendously was was having it planned out to a certain extent as much as you can plan out i asked myself okay how can i make this possible this is my intention to shift from this space i was in grad school at the time and so i i knew that i wanted to focus on taking more, you know, grad school classes. And and I will say also in my particular case, I think this is being open to what's happening around you. My daughter started to have problems with sleep. And so I was like juggling grad school work, trying to help her through these sleep challenges. And I was exhausted. And I was just like, this is not sustainable anymore. I think sometimes when things are not sustainable, we kind of push it to the back of our minds and say, I can make it through, I can do it, just buck up, you know, all this stuff oh, that we hear. survival, that's yes. survival. Yes, yeah. it, is. It, is. it is, it is survival. And it's, and it's also, sometimes we're hearing the voices of other people in the back of our minds. Like you were speaking earlier to black women, women of color having so much on us, feeling like we have to show up for so many people. I had to start to really just let that go. And I was doing a lot of blogging at the time. I was journaling on and off. So I was kind of, I was, I was aware, I was aware of my, of my feelings around this, around the fear. But once I had the plan in place and I talked to my husband about it and I prayed, I was, I was just ready. And I, I, I had really been ready for a long time in it to a certain extent, but it was that one conversation that kind of helped me to, to see, and then also staying in greater awareness. I think, I mean, having a child brings you into such not that you have to have a child to have deep awareness of your body and all of that, but for me, it was really shifting. It was really, um, it was really life changing. So once I had that plan in place, and I had a date, I, I set an intention for a date. That helped me with the fear because I knew, okay, I'm planning this. And then signs started to appear, like literally after I left my job, they gave me a big party and everything. Um, But I didn't feel a sadness, even though I had been there like 10 years, I didn't feel a sadness. I just felt a sense of peace. I had been writing for the Baltimore Times on and off while I was at, at, at this job. And the publisher called and said that Nelson Mandela's granddaughter was in town and they have, the family now has a wine um, company and she needs someone to interview her. Would I come interview her? What? (laughs) What? I'm there, I took a picture with her, we did the article, (laughs) like I was ready, okay? Mm -hmm. I was just like open, like God, you know, whatever you have for me. Right after that, uh, I started getting, going to like different activist meetings and I connected with some women and we started to form a collective called Black Women Rising. Um, it's not in existence now, but we did some, some dope work for a couple of years with one another. And I felt like that, was a, that was, that's another sign that I'm supposed to be on this path. Then out of nowhere, well, it was God. I'm not gonna say out of nowhere. I had written this piece about, this was in the wake of Sandra Bland and really the rise of the Say Her Name movement. And I had written this piece around that. And I got a call from um, a woman who is a, um, Adrienne is her name, she's a writer and she worked on the Say Her Name report at African-American Policy Forum. And she was putting together this panel discussion about black women and women of color and policing. And she said, I came across your piece. Would you come on the panel discussion? What? (laughs) God just opening door after door. This is from me being in a position, you know, years of years for all these years in a job that I kind of felt like minimized and that my voice didn't matter. and. I just felt God opening up opportunity after opportunity for me to use my voice, and I just stayed with the signs. So I would say, have a plan, but don't be stuck to that plan like 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 a like a loose plan, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, like what your intention is, but be open to the signs and the various lessons along the path. Really be aware and be, I don't wanna say be open again, but just be obedient to, to what is happening and unfolding for you. Don't push it away because you think you're not qualified. Mm-hmm. I was scared to be on that panel. I was, I was nervous about interviewing Nelson Mandela's, actually his great granddaughter. I was nervous about all of those things, but I pushed through it anyway. And we have to understand that fear can be our fuel. Mm. Don't get stuck in it. See it as a pathway towards your, your, your creative gifts, how you want to show up in the world. Everybody is fearful at one point or another. The most successful people are always wading through fear. It's, it's about being able to use it.
0: Oh my gosh. There's so many things, e. I, I think the first the first thing is kind of tying back to your poem, which is which was very much about having to let go in order to receive. So you had to let go of this comfortable life, even though it was a bit toxic to your soul, you had to let go of that in service of this beautiful plan that God had in place for you that was just kind of waiting to be birthed. And can we look at our fear and see it as something that is here to teach us a lesson, to show us, okay, where where is healing required? Where, why is this fear coming up? Being really curious about it rather than pushing it away, which is what we're so used to doing here. So I, I, and I'm just like trying to tie all of these like beautiful nuggets together that you just shared with us. The other thing that I think about a lot is I can have a plan and be really rigid with my plan, which has been my MO, you know, for the last 38 years that I'm just starting to like, let go of that, like clinging tightly to the plan. I can have a plan and the, at the end of that plan, it could be really beautiful, right? But the first time I was on your podcast or the first podcast I'd ever been on was your podcast. And I talked about how I had this loose plan to plan this retreat, but I, like you was like, okay, I have an idea. I have the vision. I'm going to just watch the signs. And it was so much more beautiful than I ever could have imagined. Like source just seriously planted people on my path that made it so much bigger than even I had seen, even though source did reveal a vision to me. And so I think that if we're able and willing to let go of what we think our life can look like and still hold hope, which again, feels like opposing, right? It's It's just so much more beautiful. And, and I think the question that's coming through right now is as somebody who is so tapped into the signs, I think it's easy for both of us to be like, well, I saw a sign. I saw a sign. Tell us about that process to, to look for the signs, to know it's a sign. Like how, what does that look like for you and how do you trust yourself enough when those signs come through, like, how do you know it's not just you like wanting it to be a sign? You know what I mean? Because I, I think that a lot of our listeners are on that path of like, how do I trust myself even to know that that's a sign?
1: So for me, it comes it comes down, this is just, you know, this is my experience. It comes down to prayer. I will ask God to give me like, okay, I'll give you, I'll give an, a tangible example. I ask God to give me a sign of our daughter recovering on her health journey, of her getting better, and so that sign is deer, and I see deer all the time, oh. all the time, like families of deer. And you know, normally, you know, our perception with deer, if you're driving, is you don't want them to hit the car, like. But I've never felt that fear when I see them. I see, fe- I just have this. I don't know, I just, I just, I just have this feeling of peace and calm. And then there's the scripture verse about God making our feet as hinds feet, just sort of moving through the challenge or the struggle, but not staying stuck in it. So that, like, I know if I, if I'm praying and I'm asking God to give me a sign and I just, I can't explain it. I just have this feeling that this is a sign that I prayed for. Or I'll be, I might be going through something challenging emotionally that day and I'll turn on the radio and there will be a song there for me about, you know, trusting, trusting God about um, love, all these things that fill my poetry and the work that I do. And that's how I feel like I know that this these signs are for are for me in this in this in this moment i just, it's I, just hear, a feeling. Yeah.
0: I hear that as so we talk about like the different types of spiritual gifts and claircognizance. cognizance quite literally means clear knowing so for you it's like i can't explain it i just know it like i hear that as claircognizance cognizance of you just have gotten to a place where you trust your spiritual gift so deeply that it's, it's that, that knowing is just, you just trust it. And you know, and what I also hear in that is you've had so much confirmation along the way that that was a sign and things worked out. And this, you know, the deer, I actually just came from a solo trip to the Oregon coast and I almost hit a deer. Like this deer was like, she wasn't even phased. She was just like, she looked at me and she was like, and she just kept walking (laughs) in a slow way. And for some reason now that feels like a sign because it makes me think that like, I was here like rushing to get out of town. And, and this deer was like, you can stop and just like slow down. And, and she was so peaceful. Like I honked at her and she looked at me like, "Mm." you know, like, and so it just makes me think that I feel like that was that was also for this moment and just knowing again that you are so surrounded and you're so supported and and that trusting trusting your gifts and trusting the signs I think that that has been something that I have really had to I don't know just begin to trust. And it it starts with trusting myself, right? We have to love ourselves enough to know that we are worthy of those signs and those gifts and the little songs. And, you know, it's so easy to doubt that we're surrounded and that we're loved and that we're seen. And yeah, I, I, again, I, I don't know why you do this to me, but I feel tongue tied. I think because you just have this like aura of when I think of you, I think of you being really grounded in your truth and the truth of the divine. And you just, you're just like, I just, I just know I just walk where they tell me to walk.
1: You know, it's like, that's just what I do. You know, I wanted to go back. I want to make sure I say this because when you were asking about tips for people, you know, you're kind of like you're on the brink of leaving maybe, you know, a job or, or a relationship or whatever it is that isn't serving you something that I did, and I didn't really realize I was doing it at the time, but I was always having affirmations around me. Sometimes I would write them, put them on my cubicle, on my computer. One of, one of the affirmations that has guided me now for years is I am worthy of the creative life that I seek. Because that was something that I struggled with for a really long time, feeling good enough. That's why I didn't leave the job earlier. Am I good enough to get to find a different position? Am I worthy of, you know, being in a, in, in a position that's higher than what I'm, you know, than, 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 than the space that I'm in now. So it's really important to <clears throat> keep words of affirmation around you where you can see them to speak them aloud, and also to journal to journal your feelings around those words of affirmation too, because a lot of times we have to get ourselves out of this pattern of feeling stuck. And the way that we do that is to understand how the words w- that we're saying, how they show up, how they show up in our body, our mind, our spirit. And the second thing I would say around this also is that you should listen to things that are filling your spirit like if you're in a cubicle and you can put headphones on listen to leilani's awesome podcast Aww. listen to <laughs> listen to you know inspiration from from thought leaders you know folks on the spiritual path cuz that's what i did a lot so that you're taking in positivity and possibility as opposed to Only seeing yourself where you are now.
0: Mm, I'm hearing keeping your eyes fixated on the vision. Yes. Like keeping it forward and surrounding yourself with images and sounds and like flooding your senses with this is what's to come. Yeah. I'm really stuck on your affirmation, actually, that that you're worthy of a creative life. And... I like right now I'm filled with goosebumps because that's what I, I mean, I quit a very cushy corporate job to write my book, <laughs> to write my book, to podcast, to, and I, of course I'm like, I'm still making ends meet with consulting and things like that. But, but my vision is, is to just write for a living and podcast and do things that nourish my spirit and what's interesting about that is I bump up against that a lot of like, well, you know, what if my writing isn't good enough? Or even just feeling guilty that it's so easy to live into that, right? It, like it's so e- When I think of, and I did this in this, I went to the Oregon coast on a solo weekend and I sat out on the deck writing for like five to six hours a day. And it doesn't even feel like work. It just feels it feels nourishing. It feels like divine pouring into me and like through my hands into the computer so that I can get this word out. And it's, sometimes I'm like, I, is it supposed to be this easy? Is it supposed to feel so nourishing? Like there's this notion of work that we've this, I'll say this falsehood that we've told ourselves that work needs to feel like work, like labor. And if it doesn't feel that way, you're doing it wrong, right? And so what I I love about what you said is, I I hear the, you know, the worthiness around, like, am I good enough? But also, can it be this dreamy? Yes,
1: yes, yes. Oh, so much of what you're saying resonates because I feel like that. And I just want people to understand, like you said, work doesn't have to be something that's like, oh, I don't wanna get up. I don't wanna, that's what we hear all the time all around us. And it's like, you have to make that shift. You have to make that mental shift.
0: I think for those who are wanting to live into a creative life, what do you tell them? What would you
1: tell them? Well, the first thing is you have to get comfortable with being afraid because you're gonna be afraid. It's scary. It's new. It's, it's, it's challenging. So get comfortable being uncomfortable. I would also say, and this is really, this is one that's been a challenge for me as a person that's a recovering perfectionist and recovering people pleaser, but don't look for other people to validate what you're doing. Just show up and do what you feel is in your spirit and your heart to do. I think so often we're looking for like if you're if you're writing something or if you're if you have a painting and you enter it into an exhibit or you're you know you're trying to get published or whatever and if people reject it then you start to feel like well see maybe I really shouldn't have been doing this just do it anyway don't wait and ask for people's permission like with the pray with our feet podcast i just said well i love podcasts I wanna create a space where there's this intersection of progressive Christian faith and social justice and activism. I'm already building a community around it. I'm just gonna do it. If I had waited for somebody to approve and give me a grant or say I should do it or have a certain amount, feel that I have to have a certain amount of listeners or a huge Instagram community, I would never move. You just have to you know, show up. And then I would also say, There's so much in this culture that pushes us towards perfection. It's got to be, it's got to be this way. It has to be, everything has to be lined up this way. But it's really about progress over feeling like you have to be perfect. Being in the moment, doing what you feel in your, in your spirit called to do creatively or however you, you, you want to show up, being in that is the real gift. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to start.
0: I'm thinking of So I follow somebody on Instagram. Her name is Natalie Days, Gella Mama. That's okay, her, I need to check her, her out. handle. Oh, I'll send her to you because okay. I mean, I am shocked you don't follow her already. But she had talked just yesterday and it brought me to tears actually because she was looking at a painting that she was painting and was like, Oh, you know, a second grader could do better than this. Or, you know, she was just being really hard on her art and herself. I'm going to, I'm not going to do this justice. (laughs) Like you'll have to go watch the video, but basically was quoting the Bible And when people would say like, oh, do you really think you're the son of God to Jesus? Like, you know, and just that questioning that comes externally, like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And Jesus basically replying, like, I know who I am. Like, I know who I am. I know what I'm here to do. I know, I know all of this. So what I also hear in that is knowing that the art that you're bringing into the world is exactly what the divine intended, right? That you are who you are. You are who you say you are because you're so grounded in the truth, which is I've been put here for this, for this reason, regardless of the flaws. And I tend to do that too. I, I sing and every now and then I'll record my voice and then I'll be like, Oh, that was out of key or that. And it's like, how about, you just celebrate the imperfection as well, because that's part of the process. I don't know. I'm just, and I'm really, I'm feeling really filled up by that message right now is like, we know who we are. I know who I am. I know who source created me to be. I know that I'm an imperfect human, but that all of my imperfections also are part of this tapestry that source created to be here in this particular moment so I just I see you as somebody who knows who she is and brings your create your creativity your gifts forward in ways that really honor you standing in who you are
1: thank you thank you for that it's been a it's been a journey to get there and I'm thankful for all of it
0: Gosh, I, I don't want to end. I don't want to end. But the, the last question is what would your bumper sticker be? Your little negative wisdom. It can be corny. It can be, it can be silly, but what would be your little negative wisdom that you would post all over the world? If you could
1: walk in your creative power, Mm. that's. That's the core mantra for Women Creatives Chat. And I think that so often we are looking to other people to fill us up with a sense of identity, um, with a sense of purpose and power when it is within us, if we will trust and move.
0: Mm that i feel like those two words trust and move are just like they encapsulate you trust <laughs> and move so beautiful so say the bumper sticker one more time for us to sure the bumper sticker
1: is walk in your creative power mm. the bumper sticker okay we're going to need you to get those in production soon so that so <laughs> well, you know what okay this is this is a little bit of a um, shameless plug I have no I was gonna this is the shameless plug part so okay. tell us like how tell us what you're working
0: on tell us how people can can get a hold of you
1: okay so um, women creatives chat is at women creatives chat on Facebook and Instagram. There's a women creatives chat store that has um, affirmation totes t-shirts, affirmation cards. And I do have walking your creative power on a tote and a t-shirt. So for women, if you're interested, pray with our feet is at pray with our feet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, working on a new website. A good friend of mine is designing it for me, but um, we have like your standard Lipson website. Now, if folks want to check that out, but I'm very active on Instagram on women, creatives chat and pray with our feet. So feel free to connect with me there. Uh, I try to check my DMs and I would be honored to be in conversation with, with you.
0: Melda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for continuing to shine your divine light in this world that is in such desperate need for it. We need you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your light. And wait, I did not know before we get off that you sang. So I'm going to need like a CD or something. Oh my gosh. You're
0: so sweet. Yeah. I, it's something that I've been doing. I mean, since I could probably talk, I've been singing and I am in a Filipino, like I was growing, I grew up in a Filipino family. So there was always a karaoke mic, like being shoved in my face. And so mostly by my dad, cause he wants to show me off kind uh-huh. of a thing. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to, the CD is forthcoming okay. CD. Do, do, do CDs Oh, actually, I shouldn't
1: even it? say CD. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Spotify. You know, we just dated ourselves. <laughs> I know, I know. Because I said it too. <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> I love you so much, friend. Thank you so much for being here. You
1: too. Love you too. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the amazing work that you are doing and the beautiful ways that you show up in the world every day. Thank you.
0: so much for being here for this episode, this conversation with Amelda. I am still in awe of the entire conversation and especially the pieces where Imelda talks about her journey and the ways in which she has been guided to get to exactly where she is, letting go of the job. As many of you know, that mirrors my journey as well right? Being able to let go of what we think we're supposed to be doing and living into all of the ways in which we are divinely led. It's hard. And as I listened to Imelda talk about her journey with her family and being able to see the people on her path as guides and confirmation and leaning in I just I am reminded of all of the ways in which it's difficult to let go and surrender to the process I should say it's difficult for me and all of the ways in which it's just such a beautiful journey when I'm able to do that myself so the question that's arising As perhaps a reflection question for you all in this moment is how are you actively allowing divinity to lead your path? How are you looking for the signs? What are you doing when you see the signs? Because it's one thing to notice and it's quite another to act on it, right? It requires vulnerability and courage and so many things beyond noticing. I'm so grateful that Imelda could join us today. If you'd like to connect with her, which I highly recommend that you do, you can find all of her information in the show notes. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on all the socials at shamanleilani or shamanleilani.com. But for now, be still, my friends, and live into your impact. So good to chat with you today, and I'll talk to you soon.